0: Welcome to NREI's Common Area Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by the award-winning editorial staff at nreionline.com. Let's jump right into this week's podcast.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Common Area with your host, David Bodemer. And if you're confused, that's okay, because this used to be the NREI Weekender, but we have changed the name. And David, why did we do that? (laughs) What are you, trying to confuse me? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, just did it to 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 keep you to just for sure you were me. paying yeah. attention. Just me, just me, just messing with me. Got it. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, when we started the podcast, we started it as just like, oh, you know, we have these newsletters that we do, the NREI Daily, which we set out every every day, obviously, and then uh, we had the Weekender, which was kind of a, a recap or a highlight of, of the weeks for people that maybe didn't get a chance to look at all of the. Daily podcasts. Mm-hmm. I mean, daily newsletters. Mm-hmm. So when we thought about let's do a podcast, we wanted to. We thought we would turn that Weekender newsletter into a podcast. Um, but then, like you know, as soon as we started doing it, I kind of thought about um, in a vacuum, the name Weekender doesn't really mean anything, especially you know, it's not it's not a real estate term, mm-hmm. um, and it, and especially for people who may just be listening to this and may not be you know you know, in, in tune with all of our, um, newsletter names, we wanted to have something that was more real estate specific. So, you know, common area is, uh, after some brainstorming, we th- thought common area was a good name, just given that, you know, most commercial real estate, um, buildings, that's the place where people are having the con, you know, are, are having conversations, meeting up, doing the kind of thing. And that's sort of the vibe that we want for the podcast. That's awesome. What are the, some of the names that got struck down? Uh, I can't even remember. Like, <laughs> you know,
1: the empty lot, the, you know, the walk-in closet, yeah, uh, other real estate terms. Bad,
0: <laughs> yeah, some some bad puns, definitely. I'm sure. Um, I'm sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the water closet was struck down immediately. Um, yeah. just just because, number one, that doesn't seem, you know, like something we say in the States anyway, but whatever. That's, you know, neither here nor there. So, I love it. I love the common area, and that is the new name of the NREI Weekender, the common area podcast. But it's still your same host, David Bodemer. And today, we're going to change it up a little bit because we're not doing a recap of the top stories of the week. I understand you're going to be sharing from another research study, and it's the On Solid Ground research study that you guys conducted, which covers seniors' housing, Correct.
0: That's right. Yeah. So this is the the latest piece in uh, our, our our research series. I think we we've discussed a couple of the other reports in previous podcasts. So this was th- this is uh, one that we do every year. This is one of our older ones. This is actually the sixth year we've now done this. We partner with the National Investment Center, which is uh, for seniors' housing and care, which is you know one of the the. Preeminent uh, probably the, you know the largest organization in the country that's tracking the seniors housing investment space. so it's always um, great that we that we can that we've been able to to work with them, leverage their insights with our our readers to kind of produce this survey on sentiment for where where the professionals who live and breathe this space think it's going in terms of you know investment trends and leasing trends and all that kind of stuff.
1: Nice. That makes a lot of sense. And I know that we have a ton of information to cover, so I'm going to let you get after it. And I'm just going to ask you questions along the way if that works for you.
0: That works for me. Yeah. And also just like, um, yeah, we're going to, I mean, probably going to throw a lot of numbers out. I'm not going to go through every single thing in the study. Um, this is something that again, and you know, um, is on our website, nreionline.com with with a full write-up and there's there's about a dozen charts that are, that are in the piece. But I guess I wanted to start with just kind of the, you know, the major takeaways, which would be that, as we found in past years, investors could, you know, are still, you know, still feel bullish about uh, the seniors housing space. Most uh, across the board, when we, you know, ask about directionality on where people think rents or occupies or where all that stuff would be going. You know, there's still a lot of optimism. People still still see room for growth. So, you know, you think about seniors' housing. It's a sector that's driven in part by the dem- demographic trends, which we've been riding for a long time. Of, you know, the baby boomers retiring and um, needing, you know, wanting or needing to move from large single-family homes to something else. Um, that's That's been the wind in the sales for the senior housing space for, for quite a few years. And there's still more more room for that. So that sounds like a positive to me yes that's that's definitely positive it's it's part of why I, I think a lot of people have been more interested in investing in seniors housing just because they see it as you know there's there's a lot of stability to the fundamentals so one of those is you know we ask respondents every year whether they expect rents to rise or fall in the next 12 months and we found that almost 80 percent of respondents, do think that rents are going to continue to rise. That's pretty much in line what we've had in previous years, that that number has hovered around 80% each year, and that's been backed up by reality where seniors' housing rents have steadily increased. Uh, I think of interest, though, that is that the the percentage of people that said that seniors' housing rents might decrease um, was 13.5%, which, you know, it's... Still a pretty small percentage of the overall respondents, but that is the the highest um, number that we've had for the for who, who have st- said they thought that rents might actually decrease in the coming 12 months. So I guess that's like a little bit of a potential. I mean, I, I don't want to overstate it since it's still, you know, just over 10 percent of respondents. So it's not like there's a lot of caution in the market, but it is. I think it is significant in that it is. A higher level than we've had in the past. That think that maybe there might be some um, rents that 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 may fall. Uh, and then you know about eight percent said they you know expect rents to be stable. So there's not a whole lot of middle ground. It's mostly bullishness. And then this little pool that's um, a little bit bigger than in past that that think that rents may actually fall in the next 12 months. So did they?
1: Do they ask follow up questions on that kind of thing, David? Where they say why do you think this? Because no, the, I mean, that's interesting this, to me, right there.
0: Yeah, on this particular survey, we don't do a lot of the open-ended questions, just because there are so many. There are so many, so many questions we're asking about the directionality oh, of things. Okay, so we, yep. we, we don't we we don't ask why in that question, but I think some of the answers to other some of the other things that, that come up in the survey may speak to that. All right. So so for example like this is a good segue into talking about um what people think about construction since uh you know obviously supply the 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 supply of of um projects hitting the market is one of the factors that will affect rents Mm -hmm. so asking people what we think whether they think uh the that whether construction starts will rise overall 38 percent think said that they will that construction starts will rise somewhat and another 7% said they will uh, increase significantly so overall you're looking at uh, nearly 45% of respondents think that the level of development will increase from where it is now in the next 12 months and generally the the amount of development happening in the space is pretty robust. So if we're talking about a robot, you know, a good amount of development already happening and people think it might, you know, an almost just under half of respondents are expecting it to that pace to increase, that can then, you know, maybe be the un, an underlying reason why there'd be some people thinking that rents could go down, because then you're talking about the, the potentiality of um of overbuilding.
1: Got it. Now when, when you're talking seniors housing, mm-hmm. um are we... Are we talking all types of seniors housing? Are we talking uh, any specific privatized, completely? Uh, does it differentiate?
0: Uh, we uh, we're asking for the whole universe of seniors housing, but that does include uh, assisted living, skilled nursing, uh, the continuum care communities, which include you know the seniors' apartments and some of the and and some okay. of those other other facilities. Um, so it kind of, and it includes, I think, both public, you know, both ones that are maybe nonprofits as well as the ones that are for profit mm-hmm. run. So this is just, this is the whole seniors housing universe. We don't, we don't, we don't, um, We don't in this survey ask for outlooks for the subsectors, but like if you look at, you know, the Nick, the group that that we're working with, they do some other surveys and some other metrics which drill down into some of the fundamentals of, of, of the subtypes of seniors housing. Got it. All right. So we're kind of taking like the 90,000 foot view here Mm -hmm. um, of the whole seniors housing space when we're talking about these things. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's a good point, like which when people may have, um, when we're talking about construction or seniors housing, we're not breaking that down. So it could, you know, it's not clear whether maybe there's some types of seniors housing that are more more prone to um, being overdeveloped than others. That's not something that we could um, answer in this survey. Yeah. And then, so I think another related question we we ask is um, we ask people to rate some factors um, which 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 may affect the overall occupancy rate at seniors' house at seniors' housing facilities. Uh, and by far the biggest factor um, we get every year is the is the issue of new and competing facilities. On a scale of one to five, um, that that comes in. Um, at almost a four in terms of like what, you know, as as like the biggest impacts um, to occupancy rates at existing facilities. Mm -hmm. Other, Other factors which score a little lower but, you know, still register are just the overall state of the U.S. economy, the overall state of the U.S. housing market, and- the question of of providing rental discounts and incentives um, to residents, but all of those kind of register closer to three, and that's that's pretty consistent with with more recent years. Whereas the new and competing facilities, um, you know, like I said, is closer to four. And in the past, and like I think when you go back to some of our original surveys on the space, the state of the housing market, and the state of the U.S. economy were bigger concerns, uh, and those have kind of it's kind of come down a little bit in the more recent years. Got it. All right. Um, switching over to the question of, you know, cap rates, again, for the for the life of this survey, we're we've been in a period of, you know, steadily tightening cap rates. So the question is always, can they tighten further or are we going to finally see cap rates rise uh, in this cycle? And generally expectations are... At this point, there's there's not there's not a clear not a very clear sentiment on this question. Um, in a year ago, it was more interesting. Like, six almost sixty percent of respondents when we asked them a year ago, said that cap rates were going to increase. That dropped down to forty percent this year, hmm. uh, whereas thirty three percent expect no change, and. And now, almost a quarter expect maybe further decreases in cap rates. So there's a little bit of a swing um, in that compared to what we've what we saw a year ago. Yeah, that's that's quite a bit of a swing. Yeah, I think it's actually the biggest year-over-year year change we've had in that sentiment in in the in the years we've been doing this. Hmm. Um, and that may be... You know, things that could be affecting that are both just the investment sales climate in the space itself, as well as what's going on with interest rates. Since there is uh, um, some correlate. there's always some correlation between interest rates and cap rates and what's happening with one affects the other. Gotcha. And one where we uh, on the flip side, something that 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 we see some more stability on is um, we've asked how quickly deals are closing and um, whether. You know, those are whether that's happening faster, slower, remaining the same. A lot of stability there. Seventy percent of respondents think that the the time it takes to close a senior's housing transaction um, has remained the same. will um, over the next twelve will remain the same over the next twelve months. Not a whole lot of expectations of people trying to race to get deals done faster or closing uh, periods getting any any slower. Got it. All right. And when it comes to expectations about uh, volume, in particular for investment, uh, there are over half of respondents in this year's survey also expect that to remain the same. So I think it's kind of a theme for a lot of these answers. There's a pretty big chunk of respondents expecting what we see today being the same next year. So mm-hmm. investment sales again, fifty-four percent expect the volume to stay the same. Another thirty-four percent do expect. An increase only 11 percent think we might see a decrease in investment sales volume, so that's just you know for the state of play for being out in the market buying and selling properties more of the same if not a bit of an increase Mm -hmm. year over year, Um, and then I think the last takeaway we had on investment is that we ask our respondents their own. Individual strategies, whether they are planning, whether they themselves are planning to buy, hold, or sell in the sector, and the answers there actually mirror pretty closely the investment sales answer. So maybe people are, are answering not just what they expect the market, but what what they themselves are planning to do, because the answer there was also fifty five percent. Plan to hold, thirty-one percent plan to buy, only fourteen percent. I think expect to be net sellers in the space, and and the net seller number actually dropped a bit from last year. Where where twenty oh last year was almost a fifth of respondents, a little bit over a fifth of respondents said they thought they would be net sellers. This year it was down to fourteen percent.
1: Mm. Yeah, that that's again a fairly large change uh, from one year.
0: Yeah. I think you know one thing. It, it So yeah, I think it is. It's always interesting to note some of those swings you know, there can be some noise in our, in our numbers and our, I mean, our, we, we try to have a, uh, you know, our sample size is representative. So, you know, we get enough respondents, but I still think that there can be some, some noise in the numbers, but I I, I do like to look at the directionality and like, that's one that, that's another one, like the one earlier that jumps out a little bit.
1: Yeah. The, the The interesting thing to me on this, because you sent me the report and I've been looking through it and I've got this graph in front of me. And although the, the sellers have dropped what, 7%, seven percent seven little over seven percent um it almost all of that seven percent came out of the the people that would hold right right instead of yeah the, the buyers almost the same from from last year to now,
0: yeah, less, less be, the 100%. number of people saying yeah, they would be net buyers is is flat, yeah, hmm. interesting, yeah, whereas if you look back two years ago, two thousand and seventeen, there were um far it was a, a lot more aggressiveness uh, among our respondents were almost 47% um, said they would be net buyers. So, so some of that dropped off last year and kind of remained the same. Yeah. So that's like, that, that kind of captures, I think the, the, the picture we get on investment, the other, um, you know, we, we do have a a series of questions that look at, um, the financing side of things as well. Um, I'm not not going to dive, um, into the into the granular details on on those metrics but in the report if people check it out we do ask things like you know what what they think what our respondents think are, are going to happen with interest rates or the debt service coverage ratio, lender standards, whether they're going to be strict, you know, whether underwriting standards are going to get tighter or looser. And then also um, a rating of the capital sources to the market and which um, which lender types people expect to be the most and least aggressive for, for the space. So um, I think those are also some interesting Takeaways that uh, people can kind of get their head around if they go to the go to the full report.
1: Yeah, and it's robust. It's a very robust yeah. report. So there's a ton of information in here. What mm-hmm. else are we cover today?
0: So then, um, last kind of takeaway I wanted to talk about was where people think occupancy rates are going, um, and because there's been some interesting fluctuations year over year in that metric, where for a couple of year, a couple of years in the survey, people said um, expected to increase kind of dropped a bit some of the bullishness dropped out that's now come back Mm -hmm. so um now like over 72 percent of respondents in this year's survey said they expect occupancy rates to rise that's the highest um level we've had since 2015 the survey and meanwhile only uh 15 expected to decrease
1: yeah it's it it still surprises me that there's that many people that think it's going to decrease now i i don't know the stats or the statistics on what true occupancy rates are right now and how they have been, whether they've grown or decreased over the last few years. Now, this is, this is obviously you're surveying people who are in this space and that's, this is what they think. But I'd be really curious about the true numbers of increase or decrease because 14.5, almost 15% of people saying that they're going to decrease surprises me just because of the, the numbers that we know of 10,000 people retiring a day and people are living longer, you know, uh, every year they're living longer. I mean, that's been proven because of medical technology and, and advancements in medicine. Um, so if 10,000 people are retiring per day and, you know, we could use the same number, 10,000 people are dying per day, uh, And but that number is going to dwindle a little bit down because people are living longer. Maybe it's 9,000 people are are dying per day. I don't know, but that seems like I would be on board with either staying the same or increasing. I don't know if I'd ever guess, I don't want to say guess, but speculate that it's going to decrease unless it's based on some other numbers that I'm missing. I mean, it, it, yeah,
0: I think, you know, that I think you're. Oh, there's nothing wrong. I think I agree with with with, with everything that, that you said there. Um, I think where the other factors aside from the demographic trends that you're talking about, I think you know the demographic trends are a big reason why seniors housing is such a growth area mm-hmm. and is such a popular investment and has had a good run. And if you look at you know Nick's statistics on occupancy rates, you know they. Generally, uh, are very high (laughs) across Mm -hmm. the board. So um, I think then, so then, where where could what could be possibly drive occupancy rates to go down? I guess there are a few things that come to mind. One is that they are so high that maybe you know some people think there's only room for them to go down. Um, There's not much room for improvement. Um, The other factors I think, as we talked about with rents, there's and earlier, just the the same way that overdevelopment could affect rents by putting too much supply in the market same thing with occupancy mm-hmm. okay. you know, if you build yeah. if, if 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 people get too far ahead of the demand you're going to have you know higher occupancy rates
1: got it yeah that makes sense okay so taking that into a factor or into account depending on the amount of construction obviously that would affect you know what percentage of spaces are occupied uh, yeah. at that point and and uh, that again goes right back to the beginning where we we're talking about what type of Seniors housing are we talking about, which again, I know we don't differentiate on this report, but there's a huge flux, you know, depending on income and and if they're buying it on their own or if they're, you know, like you said, assisted living compared to nursing home compared to, I mean, there's all sorts of factors. So interesting. Interesting.
0: Yeah, and I think it does get at another another factor which we do not address in in this research but I know that Nick has did, did another report earlier earlier this year which we wrote on um which has to do with it with the question of middle income retirees and the availability of affordable, you know, senior housing. So I think that's another another issue here which could be affecting all of these fundamentals mm-hmm. is are there a section of retirees that can that that can't afford to go into the facilities that are being built exactly exactly hmm. so you know that's um, so i think you know i think but i think um, so i think like those kind of concerns you know macroeconomic or affordability or oversupply those kind of issues maybe i think that's what could under- lead to the when people who are on in the minority in in these answers, but are expressing uh, bearish um, the bearish views on on all these questions? It could be like those kind of concerns that 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 they're that are feeling them. Yeah. Um, but I think the the overall, and I think we've we've talked a lot about that. But I think the the overall takeaway is on all the metrics and all the, and all the sentiment is that the majorities on every one of these questions um, doesn't feel that way. It still feels pretty bullish about the direction of, of the sector um, feels good. They feel good about occupancies, feel good about cap rates, feel good about mm-hmm. rents and all that sort of stuff. So, you know, I think that's, I think that's a good flavor of, of what's what's in this report and um And like I said, I I mean, I hope people do get the chance to um, go to the site and read, you know, dive dive more into the into the insights, click on some of the links in the pieces, which link to some of these other stories that I referenced and and just get a chance to, to get the, the, the their full heads around, around what we've produced.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this thing is like I said, it's robust. It's probably 20 pages long. I mean, I, I don't know. I'm looking at it on the website so it doesn't tell me pages, but it's probably a good 20 pages worth of information and then all the links. You could really dive into this deeply. Um, so I, I love it. I love the, uh, the, the the format and the way it looks and just A ton of great information. I don't understand it all, David, but I like it. (laughs) So, uh, thank you so much, David, for another great, uh, podcast and, and, uh, bringing us this report. Any closing thoughts for today?
0: Just, you know, we didn't do our weekly highlights of, of, of all the coverage we had this week, but Mm -hmm. I would point out that, you know, we had a couple of fun galleries this week, um, that, that people should also check out. One is, We talked to a handful of commercial real estate economists um, to ask them their advice, their investment advice for the for the rest of the year. Um, We have also a a gallery on the top twenty tech talent markets in the country, Mm. Um, and then just a couple other pieces around, um, you know, just open offices, industrial market, multifamily sales. So, um, you know, just. That's, there's a lot of stuff to, to, to go check out.
1: Yeah, get to the website, check it out. Thanks again, David. All right. <laughs> and thank you all for listening to the Common Area Podcast with David Botimer. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe button below. This way, when David comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your colleagues. Thanks again for listening today. For everyone at NREI, this is Eric Johnson inviting you back next week for all the news that matters to you. We'll talk to you soon.
0: Thank you for listening to the Common Area Podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of NREI or Informa. The content has been made available for information and educational purposes only.